Hey everybody, it's Walker. I just wanted to give you a heads up that Milton has just added two new classes. So he'll be teaching a one month session in March, beginning on March 2nd. And then directly following that, he'll be teaching a one week intensive, in-person intensive in Berlin during the first week of April. If you are interested, if you wanna register, if you just wanna know more information, feel free to email me directly at questionsformilton at gmail.com. Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. I was given a, an in-person audition and I, I don't have a smartphone. And so when I had gotten to the place where the bus was supposed to get off from, I just checked the, the bus on, on my phone and then I noticed that it had been taken off route. But then I see the bus pass me and I just chase after it and I run my ass off. And at the very last station in Manhattan, before it goes up to Queens, that's when I get on it. And I'm not even going to be in the country when this production is taking place. But I got a call back. <laughs> I had an in-person audition and I went to the bus stop to where I'm supposed to get the bus and I have a flip phone by choice. And so I went onto my phone and punched in the numbers to figure out see where my bus is and it's gone and so i call up the people and i figure out where am i supposed to be which i'm supposed to get this bus and they told me and i had to walk seven blocks to get there and so i walked the seven blocks to the new bus stop and as i get there the bus that i'm supposed to be on is passing me by so i find myself running after this bus but long story short i got the call back uh, I booked an in-person audition this week in Brooklyn. Um, so I'm not really like a tech, tech iPhone type of girl. So I like MapQuest, everything, right out the whole bus route the night before. Um, so I get out there, I'm waiting for my bus. About 20, 30 minutes go by, not seeing it. So I end up uh, texting like the 1-800 bus number, you know, to see where it's at. It's like the bus has been taken completely off the route. Um, so I'm looking around, trying to, you know, think of my next move. And so I see another bus come and I ask them, you know, like, where's like bus one, two, three. Um, and he's like, oh yeah, you know, you got to walk down seven blocks, catch this bus and you'll be good. So as I'm walking to the next bus stop, I see the bus that I thought was off the route, like running past me. So I book it down the street. Um, I'm chasing this bus for like 10 to 12 miles. Um, and like finally, right before my legs give out, I end up catching the bus. And as I'm sitting on this bus, looking out the window and thinking like, damn, like I'm doing all this just to catch this damn bus. And I'm not even going to be able to make it to the shoot if I book this thing. I think it's so funny okay, what we go. remember. Very so, good. Very good. <laughs> Very good. What did you all learn from this exercise? What did you figure out? 
I, I, I felt that uh, what was important is not only when I heard the story that I had my own images of, of as, as in this instance, he was describing it, right? And then in the retelling it, it was the replaying to a degree, seeing those images too, that allowed me, uh, and I could have gone deeper into the images in terms of how to describe them, but I want, you know, it's like, I also wanted to, it's a very interesting thing, because it, it, it might have been my impulse, but it wasn't necessarily what he did, you know what I mean? And I wasn't trying to exactly do what he did, but I also wanted to honor the images that were popping that he created, well, I created by listening to him, right? And so by, by playing them in my head, I was able to really kind of see the story I was telling that I had heard and saw initially. I was thinking about, that's why we watch plays, the same play all over. I mean, when Diane talked about Tartuffe, it's a play that I love. I've, I've seen it like, I don't know, maybe seven different, you know, wow. productions. And uh, I, I love Moliere, so uh, I was like, oh my God, that's why we re-listen, re-watch the same story by different actors, you know, different productions, because it arouses in you different things, even if the, the same character, the same story, because of the person that is performing it. So this is the thing that came up to my mind. I try to grab on to what I can. So I knew it was COVID. I knew she was nervous. And why am I telling it? So that's what I really do is grab a few things and why am I telling it? Anybody else comment? Very nice. Michael? Uh, I was just going to say, um, you know, um, it's not about the words. You know, I got it's, um, it's what feeds you, you know, um, like what you said, you know, it doesn't have to be word perfect. So just taking uh, details from something and, um, you know, allowing it to feed you. Good. So several things that I think one one thing that I think is I believed everybody when they told somebody else's story, um, which is important because it tells, it tells me you can act. And by the way, um, you'll be interested, Douglas. This is how I do auditions. I mean, this is how I've been doing auditions for years. I don't have people read the text. I have, I have people come in, usually it's however many actors are auditioning. And if it's a large group, I'll put them into two groups and we'll sit around and I'll have everybody tell a story. And then I'll say to the other actors, okay, choose somebody else's story and tell me the story. And that's how I audition actors. It's like I can tell from what people grab onto I can tell, you know, it's like anybody can prepare an audition. So it was really, really clear that everyone can make believable the circumstance of a play. Everyone can make believable a plot. But what, what I, I began to realize this time when we were doing it 
is you gave yourself permission not to get it right. You gave yourself permission just to remember what you remembered. And that is how we have to start. The next thing that we're going to do is paraphrase either an editorial or I will send you all commencement exercises so that you're paraphrasing text. But this is important to understand. What you're doing is owning the thoughts. You don't have to get it right. And, and what, you, what you're doing is this was the first time. It was almost like I heard it. Now I'm doing it. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that's how you work on sides, not plays, but that's how you work on sides. You read through them and then tell me what it, what's going on. And then you look back and say, oh, I missed that. Now I'm going to do it again. And this time I got it. And again, plays are more difficult because if you can't do script analysis of plays, you're totally doomed. If you don't know how to really look in depth into characters in a play, then you, you know you 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 have a problem because you will play the lines or you will play the plot. You will not play what's going on with the character. That's what takes talent. I mean, are you making a distinction there uh, between script analysis that you do for a play versus? not calling it even script analysis that you can do for an audition? Yes. And, and, and mostly, be, yeah, I, I think so. Because And look, I get in trouble all the time. I've told you this before. I get in trouble when I'm sitting around people and I make, perhaps you have noticed about me, I live my life making sweeping generalizations. One of the sweeping generalizations I've made before is that films and television are about plot and plays are about character. And I got to a really, really big argument at a dinner party in Hollywood years ago when the woman said to me, that's so untrue. There are characters in movies. And then I said, I'm sorry, I, I'm not sure who you are. Um, who are you? And she said, I edited Magic Mike, and I went, ah, okay, now I get it. Yes, yes, that's why you understand about character. And then I made her promise to send me the outtakes. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So here's the question I have, and I appreciate it, which is if if the focus of, of on-camera work for, for, for the sake of what we're discussing is, is plot, the question begs itself for, from my point of view is like, what then, if you are somebody who's able to distinguish what the plot is in the audition and you know your function, where is 
What is your contribution? Okay, brilliant question. It's the same thing as people doing the same story. My contribution is how I tell the story. And that's really it. My contribution is how I tell the story. And I have to really be smart. I have to be really good. I have to be really confident. Um, I've been having a, a fight with Diego's agents who keep sending in, in my in my head. But you're dying to do it in person. Oh my God! I you know, but because they keep because he's Mexican, they keep sending him out for gangbangers. Well, let me fucking look at him. Inmate coming up for Ryan Murphy, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, look at him. I'm looking at fucked, not fucked someone. <laughs> yeah. You know, he cut his beard because I told him to. And I said, no, you need to be going out for Suits LA, which oddly enough, they're now. But I mean, it, it's like, you know, you look like a young executive. But because, and, and this is, look, you know, career advice. Um, is a nightmare. Um, how people see you is a nightmare. When Caleb first came to me, he had a beard. And I said, what the hell do you have a beard for? I've become my father, by the way. My father once offered to buy me a car if I cut my hair and cut my beard. And that's when I knew I was a whore. I did. <laughs> but... Um, at, at any rate, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it is important to know the form you're in. You can't take moments. The number of times I've said to Diego, move it on, move it on, move it on. You know, nobody wants you to take a moment. You know, that's really the difference. In, in a play, you have that luxury. I worked with Harold Pinter, who's famous for pauses, but... Harold happened to be in a play he had written uh, at the time, the collection, which I didn't, I never told him I'd seen Olivier do. But at any rate, and so I, I was, I, I was with uh, one of the assistants in the office, and I turned to her at one point, and as we were watching Mr. Pinter, and I said, "Ah." That's how you play a Pinter pause. Because they're all, they were famous. We all grew up reading Harold Pinter knowing that there was the famous Pinter pause. But I mean, the thing about it is, it's not a pause. It's a very filled moment where we watch the character thinking. Well, if, if what you're doing is about a plot, I don't need to watch you thinking. You need to have already been thinking. And so, and, and so, I mean, that's the thing. Now, the question is, so what do I bring to the table? And what I bring to the table is exactly what we learned in this exercise. I bring a road into it that's fresh and interesting. This, this might be sacrilege, because this is what, when you said, you need to already be thinking, I immediately went to, and this is total fucking sacrilege, that, as you know, with Shakespeare, you're thinking on the line instead of before or after. Is that the implication that you're saying? Yes, it's Shakespeare. No, I, um, I, I, and, uh, 
I've coached a lot of people on Shakespeare. I don't consider myself really good at Shakespeare. What I really know about Shakespeare is, well, you still have to have a reason to go out there. Something has to be going on with Hamlet. Something has to be going on with Henry. Something has to be going on. Okay. Um, so, but, you know, to me, the difference between Shakespeare and realism is that Shakespeare gives it to you and you, and so the job is to earn it. In realism, they give you nothing. And so it's, it's like you have to, to write it. The difference is, I mean, in uh, Merchant of Venice, uh, Portia uh, talking about the quality of mercies has got like 17 lines. The quality of mercy does her thing. It dropped the dews from heaven. It is thrice blessed. I mean, she goes on and on and on. If you're doing a realistic play, Diane walks in and says, please have mercy. But in her has to be 17 lines. So it's, it's like, to me, there are people who believe that if you can do Shakespeare, you can do anything. I think if you can do realism, you can do anything. I mean, to me, that's the biggie. That's the difficulty. You know, being able, being able to do realism is huge. It's just enormous. So um, anyway, I, 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 I would never liken it is sacrilege, uh, Shakespeare to television. But I think you just, I, to me, it's like you read through it and, and then I say, so what's going on with you? And say, well, I'm sitting here with this guy and this guy and his wife, and I'm, I'm supposed to be here and I'm delivering this sort of thing. And so now I'm going to tell you the story. And it's, it, it's right up there with something that happened to me this week. Then I go back and I say, all right, look at it again. Tell me what's happening. So you're like, oh, I forgot that. Okay. So now I go through and I tell the story again. And so now I pick up something that I forgot. And then I keep, I keep building on it. I keep building on it. And then all of a sudden, the next time I do it, I add improvisationally or... If I allow myself to look, and this is what you all did with this exercise. You allowed yourself to add things that became your contribution. But you see what I mean? And then the next time that I do it, it's like all of a sudden, now I start endowing my partner with moments. And so basically what I do, and this is the reason I think, Douglas, that we don't have to worry if we don't have a lot of time. It's because I can work on this. I, I just, I, I can work on this and in about 20 minutes max, I can flesh out the entire scene. 